the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yesterday, here on Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman had us look at the danger of spiritual immaturity. Now, to guard against this immaturity, today we want to focus on the importance of diligence. Join us for Times of Refreshing next. When it comes to our growth in grace, we oftentimes want to let go and let God, and then blame God when we fail. Fact is, as we'll see today, our growth in grace depends upon our cooperation with God. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community. Our time together today will take us to Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13, as we look at the importance of diligence and add another tool to your spiritual success toolbox. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor now, once again, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want you to open your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 12. And I want to talk to you about this word that I've I've mentioned this before, but it's something that God is really just dealing with me on uh, in terms of in terms of ministry, but not just ministry, but for our lives. If we are going to have success, saints, if we're going to have success, um, there's always a price that's associated with it. Hear what I said? If we're going to have success, there's always a price associated with it. Always. But unfortunately, sometimes when we, go to, when we come to Christ, we, we talk so much about what Christ has done and what he's going to do, but we don't think enough about what we're supposed to do in response to that. And so there's a word that we're going to talk about here that I think will be a blessing. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 9 on down to 13. It says here in verse 9, it says, Let let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, It says in verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. And then it says this in verse 11, not lagging in diligence. I want to talk to you this afternoon about the importance of diligence, diligence. He says not lagging in diligence. This is what Apostle Paul is telling the church at Rome. He tells them that... To not have hypocrisy. He tells them to have brotherly kindness. He talks about all these things. And then he mentions this word. And most of the time we just kind of gloss over it or glance over it. He says, not lagging in diligence. He says, fervent in spirit. He says, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. He says, distributing to the needs of the saints. He says, given to hospitality. Diligence. Diligence is a a very important word. As a matter of fact, it's mentioned quite a few times in this Bible. 
The word diligence here, it means persevering and careful in work. Persevering and careful in work. And I've talked to you guys about this before, but we're going to hit it again. Persevering and careful in work. This word diligence means to be done with careful, steady, and then he says this word, effort. Effort. Look at your neighbor and say effort. Come on, look at him again and say effort. He says done with careful, steady effort. This word here is tied to the word painstaking. Painstaking. And I like this. It's tied to the word exertion. Exertion. And I think what happens is, for all of us, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in working on our job, pastoring a church, being involved in ministry, whatever it is, at some point in time, God, we've got to realize that God wants us to exert ourselves. He wants us to exert ourselves. A lot of times, and I said this before I preached on this, a lot of times God's power will not kick in until you're out of power. Can I have an amen? When you've done all you can do, then bam, God says, aha, now I'm going to take you through. But this is the problem that we have sometimes in church. We just sit back and we say, well, God, do it. We say, God, I want to learn this Bible. There's, there's a place that all of us have to get to in our lives where we realize that God wants us to have, to use the power and the strength that we have and to exert ourselves. And diligence is a part of that. Being diligent means that I'm a person that's willing to, be, to persevere and to be careful in work and to do something with careful, steady effort. That I'm going to give an honest effort. And when I, can, when I run out of power, then God, I trust, I'm trusting that God's power is going to kick in for me to do what I cannot do. It, 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 and that goes in regards to loving people. Sometimes we don't even give it an effort to love them. So, ah. God said, will you love that person? Ah. Well, at least try. At least go down the road. You know, when we start saying, I can't forgive. Well, you didn't even try. And so what happens is, for all of us here, we have to embrace this. But just in life in general, this is something. And I'm going to say this. Most people, from a spiritual standpoint, are lazy. We want what doesn't cost us anything. We want that what's something that's not going to cost any kind of investment that we have to make. We just want to look at our Bible and all this information to go. And then you start quoting scriptures. You can't quote scriptures if you never get the. You got to download the information in the computer. So you can recall it. Push return. Enter. Enter. But what happens is if we don't take time, people aren't diligent in their lives. And saints, we have to break this off of the body of Christ because there's so many promises that are associated with people who are diligent in their lives. And laziness is, is, is basically taking people out, not just from a spiritual standpoint, but just from a natural standpoint. Some people are just lazy. The reason why they always, they never keep a job is because they're lazy. See, I know I'm preaching now. I know I... I mean, I haven't, bring, I haven't brung out an amen out of my pocket in a while, have I? But I pack about 10 of them. You better ask somebody. Amen, Pastor Napoleon. People are lazy. Kids, we teach our kids to be lazy. 
kids are lazy. You know, we come in and, and the room is all tore up and it's all messed up and, and we want them to be diligent and things of that nature. And then, and then instead of us, because we don't want the trouble, we'll go ahead and clean up the room for them. Wow, you should, and I'm tired, of, I'm tired of cleaning up this room for you. The devil is a lie. You better get in there and clean that room up right now yourself. And I'm going to start right here and watch you do it. Can I have an amen? So we graze up a generation of people who are just lazy. Somebody else is going to handle it for me. Somebody's going to get it done. And so we have kids now. We, we don't even, we, we do everything for them. Can I, have an, can I preach this this afternoon? I'm going to preach it anyway. We need to learn to teach kids. Man, you get up. Let me teach you how to wash these dishes. Let me get, teach you how to do these clothes. Let me, let me teach you how to do it. You can do it. Let me teach you how to take out the trash. Can I have an amen? Let me teach you how to clean up the room. Don't try to hide that underneath the bed because I'm going to look under there too. But we raised up people who are just lazy. And, and people lack diligence in their lives. And we want to break that over the body of Christ because even in regards to ministering, winning the loss, going on, we need to be diligent, steady effort in trying to see somebody get saved and ministering to people and going out of our way. It's just a steady effort. I'm just, hey, I'm going to try my best to see you get saved. This is something that we have to do and we have to see God perfect in our hearts so that we can receive all the blessings that are associated with it. Go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He tells him not to lag in diligence, but the book of Proverbs is a great book because this word is mentioned. It's mentioned many times. And it's always associated with obtaining something and experiencing some type of success. Look at verse 23, because I think this is where it all starts. This is the foundation that we're going to build from. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Look at verse 20. Let's look at verse 20. It says in verse 20, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Look at verse 23. Keep your heart with all what? He says, for out of it, springs the issues of what? Of a life. Okay? And so what this means is, is I have a responsibility. He's not saying that God's going to do it. He's saying this is your responsibility. He says, keep your heart. And he says, do it with, with, with all diligence. Steady effort. Careful effort. It may be painstaking to continually do it, but you've got to exert some energy in protecting and keeping your heart. This word here, keep, is an awesome word. It simply means to keep. It means to protect. It means to guard. This Hebrew word means to observe. And so when it comes to our hearts, we have to keep, protect, guard, and observe our hearts in life. And to do it diligently. Meaning, I'm always looking at and always be, trying to be mindful under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of the condition of my heart and to make sure I guard myself. I'm watching out for things that I allow to enter into my heart that have the potential to change and to wreck my life. But this is something I have to be diligent. When I'm watching TV, I have to be diligent about what I'm letting come into my, into my heart and my mind. When it comes to music, I have to be diligent in making sure that when I'm in the gym, I bring my own iPod. 
That, that I'm, you know, and that, and that I'm sensitive about what I'm listening to when I, when I go places that, that, that I'm guarding my heart and I'm, I'm observing my heart. Like, and, and that means that I'm taking a look back. It's all, it's good to take a look back and say, man, okay, man, my, my heart, Lord, expose my heart. Because God's not only looking at what we do, he's looking at our motivation for doing it. How is my motivation with this, Lord? Do I have the wrong motive? Man, my heart's wrong. Mom only coming to church because she asked me. Is that the right heart? Well, we want to be able to know so we can be honest with God and say, God, help me. So my heart is right. We have to observe our hearts. When traumatic things come in our hearts, so our heart doesn't become bitter. Doesn't become hardened. Doesn't become full of you know, pride. Doesn't become full of lust. That our hearts are protective because we're sitting back and we're being diligent about what we're how we're guarding our hearts. And if we do this, we'll find ourselves, a lot of times we, and this is the big thing, saints, a lot of times we, we, we scream for help after we've already made a mess. Instead of screaming for help when we feel like we're getting ready to make a mess. Can I have an amen? We're getting ready to make a mess. Lord, help! I'm going out! Help! We make the mess and then we ask God for help. And then we let things enter into our hearts. We have to be very, very sensitive about this. The writer here, we see Solomon, he's saying, you got to guard your heart with all and do it diligently. That means we cannot let our guard down. We cannot let our observation of our heart down. That we have to be very, very sensitive about this because at the end of the day, out of that place springs all the issues of life. Our heart is going to be, our, our heart is really the epicenter of every decision and things we do in life. And we have to make sure that we're diligent about guarding our heart. Amen? Go to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Look at this. It says in verse 24, it says, The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Think about that. The hand of a diligent of the diligent will rule. The cream always rises to the top, saints. If you're diligent, a lot of times we got to understand God's promises. If you're on a job and you feel like you've been being overlooked, things of that nature, just continue to be diligent. Just stay faithful. Remember, it's it's it is effort over a period of time that you're just constantly consistently being faithful, careful, steady effort, doing your job. After a while, the cream rises to the top. We have to be diligent. And what happens for us, it's a shame because what happens is this. uh, And I said this before, we think that God's coming to our pity parties when we quit. God is not in the business of making quitters, y'all. He doesn't make quitters. He, he, he wasn't a quitter. Can I have an amen? There's nowhere in the Bible where it says he quit. I didn't see Jesus quit one time. He wasn't a quitter. He got there in that garden and it seemed like he was just about to quit. But you better ask somebody. He said, nevertheless, thy will be done, O God. And that's the mindset that we have to have if we're going about our business, raising our kids, pastoring in the church, being involved in ministry. We have to understand that there's no way in our lives where we, 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 we should be quitting. And I want to say this to you, okay? And I said this, I think I said this last week. 
You know, it's amazing to me when people start to experience pressure or trial or hardship or a tough road in their life. The first thing that they, they quit with is serving in ministry. I got too much on my plate. I can't take no more. Ah, ah, I quit. Well, I stepped down for a season. <laughs> now, I'm saying this because, because I, I want you guys to know, everybody gets tired. Imagine, I, I wish, man, I got a wife, I got four kids, I got a church, I got this, I got that. Blah, blah. You know, hey, listen, at the end of the day, your grace is tied to your assignment. Being tired doesn't mean you should stop. You stop when God says stop. Not when you feel tired because everybody feels tired. Everybody get tired. Uh, listen, you didn't quit your job. You shown up, picked up them checks, and didn't blink. Yes, sir. What time? What time the check's coming in? Can I have an amen? But let me say this to you. When you're serving God, you can't outgive God if you're faithful to your assignment and you finish with God. Can I have an amen? The reward for doing what you're supposed to be doing for God? Far outweighs any money that you can ever imagine in your... Can I have an amen? That far outweighs any amount of money somebody's going to give you. But we just quit. I'm tired. Ah, that's out. But, but we got to reprioritize and understand that the hand of the diligence will rule. God will give you more spiritual authority. He'll give you more power. He'll elevate you on your job. He'll do it. If you just hang in there and stay diligent, can I have an amen? amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him he's not talking about you, is he? Because you're kind of quiet. <laughs> Some quiet folks up in here. Our people are looking at me now like, well, what time the service is over? <laughs> Come on, sit and don't go to the bathroom either. Just stay right here. We're going to get this real good and solid. So whatever, whether it's ministry or on our job, we are diligent people. Amen? And so he says here, the hand of the diligence will rule. So God will cause a diligent person to come to a position of authority. That's natural and spiritual authority. He says, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Go over Proverbs chapter 13. We're going to look at verse 4. It says here in verse, in verse 4, he says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made what? Rich. The soul of a lazy man desires, but has nothing. And this is what happens. People are lazy. They're not diligent. They desire things. And we think that God, see, God's not just concerned about your desires. He's looking at your actions. Your actions. person desires to be rich, a person desires to, uh, you know, various things in their lives. But the issue here is, are you willing to do what it is that God is asking you to do so that you can ultimately obtain? He says in part B of this verse, he says, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. I like this because he says the soul. Your mind, will, and your emotions, there's a richness that begins to spring up in your spirit, in your soul, because you're a diligent person. Your thinking is rich. Your emotions are rich. Your will is rich. Why? Because I'm a diligent person in my life. 
that I don't walk. I may not have all this stuff, but I'm a rich person because I'm a diligent person. And that's what we want. We want, we want God to bless us externally, externally, but we want God to bless us internally. You listen to most lazy people. They say, oh, well, you know, I'm, how you doing? I'm not doing good. I'm, you know, I'm tired. I'm just in my mind. And my, you know, I'm just struggling. And, it, you know, well, get up. Let's go. Let's go jogging. Oh, you know, I can't feel it. You know, my back, my neck and stuff. And, and I, can I have an amen in here? It's always some kind of excuse. Why? Because their soul isn't prospering. We want our, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? A person's soul isn't prospering. We want to be in good health, and we want our soul to prosper. That our soul is, is, is healthy and rich. You talk to a person, and they may not be driving the best car, and they may not have all the best stuff, but you get around them, and you feel enriched in their presence. <laughs> My goodness, you walk away and you say, man, this person, I feel enriched when I'm around you. Man, you got something great. What's, what is this that you got? Well, I'm diligent. I'm a diligent person in my life. I'm diligent in my prayer life. I'm diligent with my fasting life. I'm diligent in my prayer life. I'm, I'm diligent on my job. I'm diligent when it comes to my marriage and raising my kids. I'm diligent. And what happens is a richness begins to, to come up over a person. And that is a blessing to people around them. And this is how we want to be. But it's a shame because the person that is not diligent, it says that they desire stuff, but they don't have it. Because they won't be diligent. Painstaking, steady effort in an area, and in areas of our, of our lives where you can count on a person. This person, you can count on them. They're going to be faithful, man. They, they just, they're just always there. They're just always there. Man, they, they're always praying. They're always in their word. They're always, you can just, you can count on them. They're going to be here on time for work. They're going to be, they're not going to leave early either. They're going to, you can count on them. If they're serving in the ministry, you can count on them. They're going to be at the children's church. You're not going to have to try to get somebody at the last minute. Because they didn't show up. Can I have an amen? They're going to be diligent. They're diligent, man. God takes a person like that and he gives them authority. He blesses them. He exalts them. I want you to find one person in the Bible that Jesus called and they weren't busy doing something. When Jesus went out to search for his disciples, he didn't find some lazy person on the side of the road who wasn't doing nothing. He went out and found some fishermen. These guys are working. He, found a ta- he even found a tax collector. Can I have an amen? They did. And it's amazing. You find they doctors and tax collectors and people out fishing and doing stuff and working. And he said, hey, you follow me. You follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He didn't say, oh, you lazy person over here not doing nothing about not doing nothing, not care about nothing. Come on and follow me. I'm going to make you an apostle. You're going to change the world. Come on, read your Bible. Amen. He found people that were out busy. I'm trying to do something. And then... all Jesus did was take that diligence and re- redirect it towards his purpose. Can I have an amen? That's how we want to be. Now, I'm not, if you're lazy, I'm not saying God doesn't love you and he's not trying to call you and different things like that. I'm just saying, when Jesus picked his team, come on, you guys do that. You do, we do that in our, on our li- in our lives. You better ask somebody, when you thought about marrying somebody, Come on, you know you Googled them. And some of y'all Google wasn't even in existence. Y'all been married somewhere. 
But you know you checked them out. I want to make sure this brother's not lazy. And she's not lazy, you know. Some of y'all getting deep. Well, I was just in love. I didn't care. Devil is a lie. You know you was. I'm on. What, 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 you, what you doing? Where you work at? <laughs> Saints, we got to go to another level when it comes to our walk with Christ because this is practical teaching that can impact our lives and change our lives and help us. It's not always going to be supernatural, powerful. The anointing fell on you and, and you fell out and you came up. It's going to be the steady effort of just being faithful and diligent. Can I have an amen? And, and you're doing your best that you can and you're giving it your all and, and you're not being lazy. This is Christianity. Everything's not a sign and a wonder, saints. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message, at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless.